0: M-A. Yeah.
1: Main, menu. Main, menu. Main Menu Main Menu
0: Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for July twenty 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. After this week's tech update from Chase Crispin, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia joins us to discuss and demonstrate the new accessibility features of Apple's new Lion operating system for the Mac. Then... We hear the poem, Man from Snowy River, as read by the various new voices available in Lion. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu.
2: Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with a Tech Update for the week of July 11th, 2011. This week, Hims makers of the BookSense, have announced that their BookSense XT will soon feature voice recognition with the firmware update to come later this fall. The voice recognition in this new firmware update will allow you to say things to your BookSense such as play audio, play daisy, cancel, move right, power off, as well as many other commands. This will be a free update to all BookSense XT users only. The update will be released later this month in July and when it is released, you will be able to find it by going to the HIMS website at www.hims-inc.com. I will also mention in tech update when that version of the BookSense firmware is released. HIMS has also announced a discount on all BookSense models. This is a 10% discount good on all of the BookSense models until October 31st, 2011. You'll be able to get 10% off the purchase of any book since between July 5th and October 31st, 2011. To learn more about this special limited time offer, please visit www.hims-inc.com. GW Micro has announced their newest product, the Read It Wand. The Read It Wand is a product that both will help blind and low vision users. The Read It Wand is a camera that allows you to do OCR on a page that also magnifies. It also integrates with a touchscreen display, so it is the first magnifying product that works with the touchscreen display. The Read It Wand comes with software for many OCR tasks, including saving scanned documents as PDFs, text files, or even MP3 files, and it will also scan inaccessible PDFs. To learn more about the Read It Wand from GW Micro, which will be available later this year, Through GW Micro and all of its distributors, visit www.gwmicro.com. Code Factory has made two announcements. First is that Mobile Accessibility for Android version 1.4 has been released. This is a free update to all mobile accessibility owners and is also available as a 30-day trial. New in this update is the ability to set your mobile accessibility web browser as the Android global browser So whenever you click on a link with an email, for example, or a text message or anywhere else, you can set it to open the mobile accessibility browser. There is also support for more languages and a few other small enhancements. To learn more about mobile accessibility version 1.4, please visit www.codefactory.es. Codefactory has also announced two standalone applications, the web browser for Android, and the music player for Android. The web browser for Android that they are now offering is selling for $19.99 and is the most accessible browser for Android at this point. You can navigate by many different types of elements on the page. This is the same browser that is included within mobile accessibility, however can be purchased if you do not want to purchase mobile accessibility. To learn more about this, you can search for Code Factory in the Android market or visit www.codefactory.es. The other application that CodeFactory is now selling for $5.99 is the music player. This is a fully accessible music player that allows you to find all the music stored on the SD card that is in your phone and categorize it by album, artist, etc. This music player is not part of mobile accessibility at this time, so even if you own mobile accessibility, you will want to buy this from the market for $5.99. To learn more about this, visit the Android market or CodeFactory.es. Finally, I would like to mention a correction that someone alerted me to via email, and I very much appreciate that. If you ever notice anything I mess up on or suggest something that I totally missed, you can always contact me using the contact information provided at the end of every tech update. Last week, I mentioned the Google Chromebook, and I mentioned that it gave accessibility to Google Apps. While the Google Chromebook is accessible, it does not feature access to the Google applications. You will want to check out sources such as the Cerro Talk blog and podcast at serotalk.com to learn what the Chromebook will and will not do for you as far as accessibility. This will conclude the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of July 11th, 2011. Note that this tech update will not air until next week on Main Menu because there is no Main Menu this week because of the ACB convention coverage on ACB Radio Mainstream. Also remember that my intro and outro music is mixed using music beds from andre louis and those are not my own music beds those are andre louis music beds that i mixed with my own voice to make the intros and the outros that you hear every week here on tech update thank you for listening to this week's tech update if you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's tech update please call 206-337-4383 or email chase at acbradio.org and be sure to listen to next week's
0: This week on Main Menu, I'm visiting with David Woodbridge of Vision Australia, and many of you know him from the series of podcasts that we've been running on using the Mac. Some excellent work there, David. So welcome to Main Menu um, in a little different form, I guess. Thank you. Well, this time we are talking about Lion, the new operating system for the Mac which has just been released. And, uh I believe, David, you're going to take us through a little tour of some of the really great new features of Lion, correct?
3: I am. First of all, I thought I might take you through some of the features of Lion itself as such and then some of the more specific features of voiceover. But I'd like to say first up that you can completely use Lion in the same way that you're used to using Snow Leopard with voiceover. So if people are frightened of transferring up from... Snow Leopard to Lion, there's absolutely no problem in using Lion with VoiceOver. Um, you'll notice a few differences but on the most, you can definitely use it the same way. Um, and as everybody probably knows from the all the gossip and everything else going on, not gossip but um, from the internet, you actually download Lion from the Mac App Store.
0: Right. So right. You
3: basically you download it and install it. It does all the hard work for you and it's a really fast way of getting your new operating system Um, and I've got it both on my Mac Air which I'm currently talking to you via Skype on and I've also got it on my MacBook Pro and both of them work absolutely wonderfully. So, the first thing I'd I'd probably show the two things first would be Launchpad Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mission Control. So, basically what Launchpad is, if you think of your iPhone, your iPod Touch or your iPad as your home screens. That's what Launchpad is. It's a way of getting access to applications quickly with not having to worry about where they are in your system or trying to find your applications folder. And there's a couple of ways you can get to it. The way that you can normally get to it is via Launchpad sitting on your dock. You'll just run it like a normal application. What I've done on my Mac Air here is I've associated it with a gesture on my trackpad, which is actually command... And then a four finger flick up. And I've also associated it with, um, on my Mac keyboard, with commu- Sorry, right option key. So I'll do that again. Right option key and Z. Um, don't ask me why I did Z. I just thought, well, Z's a close enough key to the bottom of the keyboard. So what I've at the moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do, hold in my command key and do a four finger flick up.
1: Okay. We'll interact with grid, no selection. Five rows, eight columns, address book.
3: Nice. And as you can tell, immediately, it's brought the grid up, but also, as you can tell, I'm actually not using Alex at the moment. I'm using one of the new premium voices from Nuance that you can download via software update, and it, it's a really nice... I particularly like the Daniel voice because it's nice and clear. Yeah. But basically, yeah. We've got the grid on the screen now, and if I just use my normal, my VO left and right arrow keys, holding down the control and option keys...
1: App Store. Automator, calculator, chess, dashboard,
3: dictionary. Okay, and so on. Now, if I wanted to run any of those, I could just press VO spacebar or control from spacebar. Now, let me uninteract with that table or grid. So I'm going to do shift VO up arrow.
1: Stop interacting with grid selection.
3: Five rows, eight columns. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Daniel just had a fit yesterday for a second. I've got a funny feeling my Mac is not quite as quick to running the um, the Daniel synthesizer, but that's okay. Yeah. Let me come to the bottom of the window.
1: Page two, radio button,
3: two of two. Okay, so page two of two. I do via left arrow.
1: Page one, selected radio button, one of
3: two. Uh-huh. Okay, so I've got two screens of applications. So I'm going to do... VR right arrow.
1: Page to radio button, two off two.
3: I'm gonna select it with VR spacebar.
1: Press page to radio button, two off two.
3: jump back to the top of the screen back to the grid.
1: Grid no selection, five rows, eight columns.
3: I'm going to interact with shift VR dinner
1: Interact with grid no selection. Five rows, eight columns Evernote. note. Export address book.
3: Now I'm doing VR right arrow again.
1: Headlines. Keeper. Move addict. MP3 encoder. Music healing. Narrator. News anchor.
3: And then my other programs. So like you have page one, two, three, and so on of screens of applications on your iOS device. This is how you get to the other applications in Launchpad with the second and third screens. And the the second and third screens would appear as, of course, you add more applications to your applications folder. Right. But it is a really nice way. I sometimes find myself just launching launchpad, (laughs) I should say running launchpad, not launching launchpad. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a a nice smooth way of getting access to applications because mainly when I'm navigating, I tend to use the trackpad. So I can just sit back and relax and just basically swipe around as I do on my iPhone. Hmm. And basically the way to get rid of launchpad, I'm just going to press escape and it's gone. Okay. That's how Skype. quick it is. Skype window. Yeah. Search. Search text tell, field. We'll come back yeah. to the Skype window that we're currently sitting in. Now, the really cool thing, and I absolutely love this one, is mission control. I because know. as a screen reader user, you sometimes forget how many windows you have open on your machine. Yeah. <laughs> so you, your side of friends come along and go, I actually can't tell where you are, really, because you've got lots of windows open. <laughs> Or you do what I do, and you keep, for some reason, every time you, you jot down a note, you keep opening multiple untitled windows all the time and saying text at it. And this is a really great way of finding out what things you've got open. So I'm going to launch Mission Control by doing Command and my four-finger flick down. Remember, that's my command that I've already... Skype has, Sky yeah. has new new Whoops. He says not doing it again. Try it again.
1: Mission Control. Three items, spaces list.
3: Okay, and I'm going to via right arrow over to where it says Exposé. At desktop. Exposé Windows Group. Okay, Exposé Windows Group. I'm going to interact.
1: Interact with Exposé Windows Group. 18 items, Elyria, the host.
3: Okay, so I've basically got 18 windows open on my computer at the moment. <laughs> um, and that's at Elyria, which is a, a DAISY player from Australia that I use to read Vision Australia audio mm. books, DAISY books. But what I'm going to do now, I'm to, so that's Elyria. I'm going to do VO Right Arrow.
1: Safari Inbox, Outlook Web Access Lite.
3: Okay, that's Safari, that's Inbox, that's my mail program uh, that I use for work via the web. I'm going to do VO Right Arrow.
1: Voice over Utility.
3: That's VoiceOver Utility, VO Right Arrow.
1: Find the Macintosh HD Info.
3: That's the find, that's my Macintosh H drive on my desktop. Documents. Documents, another window that's open. Syrinx. Syrinx, the Twitter pro- program. I do. Yeah. ITunes.
1: text edit line overview rtf
3: yeah this is where it gets nifty that's text edit and that's an overview of line what okay. to text line
1: overview RTF. text, text
3: um, what it's doing is it's reading out different document names under the text edit um, application name if you like so I've, I've got multiple windows open under one program in this case text edit okay and that's why it was saying similar names because I've got very similar um, documents open at the moment. But it is a really nifty way of finding a window that you think you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just a way of just going, going through and sometimes thinking, I wonder if the reason my machine slow is slow is I've got a, you know, all these windows open all the time. So, sure. And of course, the way to get into each one of those windows is just to press VO spacebar and that'll take you into it. So, Mission Control, I absolutely love, because it's a great way of having more control over what's happening on the desktop of the Mac. So, it's a, you know, it's a really great feature. So, I'm going to press Escape. And Skype.
1: Now, Skype window.
3: Now what I'm going to do is, I'm actually going to do the old-fashioned command tab to get around to text edit, because I want to actually show you something else.
1: Finder. Aliria. Safari. iTunes. VoiceOver utility. Mail. to New Text edit.
3: Text edit. I'll overview want yes, to window. Skype has new window. <laughs> <laughs> Alex again. Uh, good old Daniel again doing his trick. Yeah. Now, when I press Command S to save this document... Save a version. It says save a version. Hmm. Because what Lion does now, and these are for applications that take advantage of this feature, is once you've initially written a document and saved it under the name you want to save it, anytime you're then writing it in that document it does two things. It automatically saves it as you're, as you're working. And if you do press Command S, which is your normal save function, it will save a version of it. So on the screen, you will get a version menu button that you can then interact with to go back to any previous version of that document. And basically, if you want to, cut and copy text out of it and bring it back into your current document. Wow. Uh, which means if you're like me and you sometimes write something, you think, oh, no, that doesn't sound right, you basically delete it and then all of a sudden, half now, you think, I think my first version was a lot better than what I'm currently working <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is a really easy way to go back and grab that text back and bring it back into your normal into your current document. Okay. It's a really great, great feature. So to me, that's another really great thing. And the other thing that I won't show you now, because unfortunately I'd have to restart my machine, but that's actually resume mode. Hmm. So if I basically just close the lid on my Mac Air or I actually go to Apple menu, shut it down, go to work, open up my Mac Air again, all my programs, including the documents, will be in exactly the same place where I left them when I closed the Mac down. So, again, you're not wasting time having to relaunch programs, finding where you were in that document. It comes back exactly where you were. So, that's another great feature. There is um, a checkbox when you choose shut down uh, or restart, and you can uncheck it so that it won't come up with the programs to resume. Okay. So, you can if you want to, but by default, it's checked on. And basically, you can work to your heart's content. Absolutely brilliant feature.
0: Now, I understand there's also a clean restart. Is that, is that correct? There is a clean restart, yes. Yeah. And is, is that easy to get to um, with voiceover?
3: I believe so. I actually haven't played with it because I'm one of these people that, because I work on so many documents so often, I waste a lot of time. As you could tell before, I've got a lot of windows open on my Mac here currently. Right. I tend to do a lot of work very quickly, so I really don't want to waste time in reopening windows all the time. Sure. so yes you can do a, a clean restart okay. Um, okay. so that's probably I guess the sort of the more outstanding features I guess for lion so that's basically the launch pad mission control um, the version saving automatic saving and the resume ones they're, they're the ones that you know complete to me I mean there's a few features oh, actually quite a few features in Safari mail and so on but to me they're the, the you know the, several of the big features now in Lion. Right. Now, coming back to voiceover, um, and as we already discovered, I'm actually using the Daniel voice. The way voiceover now comes on your Mac in the version of Lion is that you actually get the standard voices, including those silly novelty voices, Yeah. plus you get a series of the nuance compressed voices. So they're basically at a, a you know at a lower frequency rating. So they're mm. a small file, and you've got your classics. You've got you know Karen and Lee for the Australian voices. Uh, you've got Daniel for the like I'm using at the moment for the UK voice. You've got Fiona, which is a Scottish voice, Tessa, which is a, a South African voice, and so on. Uh, plus all the other languages: French, German, and so on. But basically what happens is with the compressed voices, you can choose to use them. And they probably sound a bit similar to the voices that you would normally be used to listening on to the iPhone, the iPad Touch or the iPad. In fact, what I'll do now, I'll actually go to my um, quick voiceover change, which is the VO command and your arrow keys. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'll go down arrow, VO, VO command, down arrow. Voice Alex. That's our our good old friend, Alex. Yeah. By default, Alex will still get installed by default anyway. Whoops. Let me try that one again. Voice Daniel. Fiona. That's Fiona. That's a Scottish voice. Mm -hmm. Corinne. That's (laughs) Corinne. Karen. (laughs) I can't even say her own name properly. Ralph. That's Ralph.
2: Samantha Compact.
3: Okay, that's Samantha. Yeah. Uh, Samantha is the one that... People in the US would be most familiar with on the iPhone. Um, so let me go to my desktop so you can really hear what it sounds like. Okay.
2: Desktop Macintosh HD Volume.
3: Okay, I'll go to my dock. Doc, iTunes
2: seven of thirty-eight. Safari six of thirty-eight. Mail two new items. Five of thirty-eight. App Store three new items. Four of thirty-eight.
3: Okay, and that's the compressed voice, right? So, and the the full version sounds you know a, a lot nicer a lot so than that as in that does the Daniel voice. I noticed in Daniel. In particular, the compressed voice, you can really notice it's it's compressed because it's got sort of that sort of furry, blurry sound to the voice. Yeah. It's off-channel. But I noticed with Samantha and and Karen, the compressed version of those two voices are, are not too bad. Right. So what you basically do is if you want to use one of the full premium voices, you basically go to your voiceover utility, you go to Speech, Voices, Uh, And under your category, for say for your default speech, you bring up the voices menu, go down to custom, and that'll bring up a whole list of voices that you then you can check, Hmm. Um, and then it'll list all of them. So there's about 54 of them. Wow. You check the one you want, and it'll basically say this voice will be automatically downloaded via software update. So you click OK, software update comes up, and It will basically say, you know, do you agree to the license agreement to use this voice? And it will then download it. Now, I've noticed some of the voices are actually different size ones. And notice one voice is about 250 meg. Another voice was about 319. Right. So I normally say to people that if you think about each voice maybe being, I don't know, 200 to 350 megabyte, um, you don't want to get too carried away downloading too many voices. True. Uh, particularly if you're using a Mac Air like I am, and I've only got 64 gigs on my hard drive.
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah.
3: Because it'll still take up. But look, it's absolutely wonderful um, using the, the different voices now, um, particularly when I'm doing quite a few different things for children. And I can now produce um, some files now using the different voices to have different characters very easily reading out a story to children. It's fantastic. Very nice. And, and just remember, it, when you download those voices, they're not only available to VoiceOver, they're also available, like the other voices, to any speech system that's running on the Mac. Okay. So if you're using, you know, uh, Read2Go or uh, Ghost Reader or anything else like that, you can get it to read. In fact, what I do is I tend to use what's called Add to iTunes, which is a service that comes built into the Mac. And when you highlight something and then go to your context menu and choose add to iTunes as a spoken track, it will come up with, a. you can choose from a list of the pre-installed voices already or the, the voice that you've installed mm-hmm. and then you can, when you save it, it'll be saved using that voice. So even though you might be running Alex, you could use add to iTunes and choose say the Karen voice or the Lee voice or the Daniel voice and have it record and saved using that voice. So that's you know quite nifty because up until now when you did that add to iTunes as a spoken track, you were basically stuck with the Alex voice, or you had to go into you know your speech settings and change your default synthesizer to another voice. Right. Whereas right. now we've got the pleasure of uh, choosing what we like. which is brilliant. Excellent. So mm-hmm. has has Alex changed at all? Look, I I'd, I'd say he has, and this is only my personal. Personal opinion, he doesn't sound as clear as he used to on Snow Leopard. Really? Um no. Let me just um let me just change him back. So let's okay. do VO command then arrow. Right? Voice Alex. Okay, now if I do let's go to doc again, V O D. Mail two items, five or thirty
1: eight. Safari, six of thirty eight.
3: Now he sounds okay there, but I just Is noticed a few forward times forward excuse forward me, forward that's my forward. um Windows PC talking to me. <laughs> uh, I've just noticed a few times when he's speaking on document, he just doesn't have that sort of, I don't know, crispness that he used to have. Um, I, I mean, I could be totally imagining it as well, but I swear, <laughs> yeah. he's actually is different. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, he, he, he still does the job quite nicely, and he's the only one that still breathes when he's talking. Right. So, you know, all the other ones are your, are your general synthesizers. So, so the new premium voices are fantastic. Of course, they're all free. So once you've got Lion, you know you've got access to fifty-four voices, which is amazing. Now, the other really cool, outstanding feature of VoiceOver now is that we have things called activities. And for the want of people that are used to what activities are not, they're the same thing as script files or settings or applications that Windows now uses to enhance the functionality of an application. So as before when you changed all your settings in VoiceOver, it was really only for your current application. Whereas now you can associate your settings to an application, or you can just create an activity that you want to load manually whenever you want to use a certain set of parameters that you've changed in VoiceOver. So for example, <clears throat> what I've done with my Illyria program, my uh, Daisy player, is when I switch to it, I've got it to load a activity which basically changes the voice from whatever my standard voice is currently running to the Samantha voice. And
1: uh-huh. it runs
3: at faster speed. So let's press Command Tab to Command Tab around to Illyria, I'll And now I'm going to release my Command button, Command key. Mm-hmm.
1: The host
3: window. Play, pause, keyboard, focus. Ah, yeah. nice. And straight away. Yep. Uh, And basically basically what I've now also got in this screen is I've got a set of shortcut keys that I'm using hotspots to actually access, you know, the play next and previous buttons. So if I press, say, um, VO and then number two. Play pause. That's my play pause button. Now I can just press VO space bar.
1: Press play pause. Then I walked around the corner to where the bottled water was shelved. We and can carry three bar. gallons. Press play
3: pause. Hmm. And stop it. And if I, I can do VO three. Next. To jump straight to my next button.
1: Okay.
3: Okay, so because basically what I did when I went into you are the, this item is, dead. the health is Thank you, voiceover. Basically when I went into voiceover utility and in your category section now, right down the bottom, is your new activities. And in there, you can actually create an activity and then you can leave it as, as a general activity so that you load it manually or you then got a, a choice to assign it to an application. So in this case, I assigned it to Illyria. And then basically, any changes I make while I'm running this activity will be saved automatically into that activity. Nice. Okay, so rather than me, every time I want to use Elyria and having to change the voice or do the hotspots for, um, you know, the buttons on the screen, I can just jump straight to it and and use it. So that's actually very nice. If I go back to my desktop straight away, you'll notice it'll switch back to the current activity, which will be back on the Finder, which is the default, which is the voiceover activity. So I'm going to do Shift-V-O-D for my desktop.
1: Desktop, Macintosh HD volume.
3: As you can tell, let's switch straight back to Alex. All right. Now, on my Finder, and this is the thing I use for voiceover utility, I do, I'm do. i going to do, you know, I just want to check what the description of my hotspot is because I don't want to go to it. I'm going to do VO Command 9.
1: Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is not enabled.
3: Okay, that's my Wi-Fi status. And then VO Command 0.
0: Battery 78% remaining.
3: Tells my, ba- my battery status. Nice. That was just me setting up a hotspot. So that, again, I don't have to do, you know, VO, MM to get to my status menu, go across and check it. I can, because it's basically saved in my default voiceover activity, I can quickly use that hotspots. And the reason why I chose uh, 9, you may or may not remember, remember back in the old DOS screen reader days, 9 or window 9 seemed to be always your status menu at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. In memory of that fantastic option... (laughs) I made I made nine, my uh, status for my Wi Fi network. Um, so that's activities. Now let me say jump into Text Edit.
1: Text Edit. Line overview window.
3: Okay, and I just cheated then I had text edit associated with my right option and E to launch text edit straight away. That's why it came up so fast. Okay. But let's say I wanted to do some proofreading. Now I'm not gonna have an I'm not gonna have my default uh text. Text edit activity as proofreading all the time because I've got everything turned on.
0: Right,
3: I do VOX.
1: Activity chooser menu items.
3: I have an activity chooser menu, so I do V-I den arrow
1: Voice over settings current. Well, there previous control option iTunes. proofreading.
3: There's my proofreading activity. Yeah, spacebar. Now it hasn't changed because it's using the same voice parameters, but I've now got all my styles, punctuation, and everything turned on when I want to totally proofread by speech. And that's how that's how easy it is to change an activity. So what I did was when I, I, I created that, I didn't assign it to an application, it's just a general activity that, that I load manually. And if I do VOXX, uh, voiceover settings activity. it's gone back to my normal voiceover settings activity. So it's gone back to the previous activity that I was using. So you can very quickly create an environment where you're not having to constantly go in and change your VoiceOver settings all the time. Right. So activities are, are extremely cool, and for me, the the other great thing that I use now in VoiceOver is your braille tables. You've now got um, international braille tables, so not just for U.S. English and so on. I've now got the Unified English braille table running. So when I'm reading in my Braille display on my Mac. I've now got. Um, I can read in Unified English Braille code. Because up until now, the international Braille tables weren't weren't available. Hmm. So that's another one. I mean, I don't always use that because I haven't got always my Braille display with my Mac here. But it's nice when I'm I want to read some stuff in Braille for a change, and I do have my um, my Braille note or my my focus with me. I can just. You know, link it up via Bluetooth and off we go. The other feature which, and this is not so much for people that actually are using the Mac and VoiceOver now comfortably but in the quick start, what they've also done now is when you're using it, it actually says <clears throat> panel 2 of 23 or 4 of 23. Mm. Whereas before, you'd be sitting there thinking how many more screens <laughs> Boy, Yes <laughs> And you think, do I really want to go this for this tutorial? Because I'm going to be here for six hours. So now it actually gives that information. It's a lot easier to sort of put up with the fact that you're actually going to go through these, you know, these series of of screens. The other nice feature of VoiceOver is for people that have used the you know the VO command arrow keys to change your voice parameters. Under your your voices, where you would choose your voices there was always a long list of all the built-in uh, synthesizers that you had access to. Well, now what VoiceOver does, it only keeps the most recent ones in there for you. Ah, huh, okay. So if you happen to use, you know, Daniel and Samantha or any of the compressed voices of those voices or Alex or anything else, it's only going to keep those voices in that list. And then if you want to use other voices that you, you know, you maybe only occasionally use then, yes, you can definitely still go to you know voiceover utility, speech, voices, and then choose the, another voice that you want to use, which will then get added to that voice writer. But that's yeah. actually nice. It it's also a really good way to stop children or ratbag friends of mine um, changing it to, say, something like the hysterical voice <laughs> and trying to listen to that and trying to get your speech back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Is quite challenging, so that will no longer be on that list now. Very good. Because one of my friends used to always do that to me. He used to it just to see. Well, this is when I was first started off testing the Mac. He'd sort of sneak in and change it to hysterical voice, and he'd always work out by my outrageous comments about how often I yeah, actually used, how yeah. often I'd actually use the Mac. Because uh, <laughs> so, um, I say, yeah, I've, I've tried it today, and it's like, well, have you? It's like. Well, how do you know I've or not? He said, "Well, because I changed it to the really bad voice and I was <laughs> yelling from the room next door." So, but no, so that, that's no longer in that in that list. So that's actually a very, in some ways, a, a very nice way of actually not having things changed on you without you notice. Right. So the so the so it, it is. I mean, it's a very simple feature, but it, it is actually very nice. Um, probably another feature that I guess is is also useful is, and I've sort of left this one to last because it's my favorite as uh-huh. well. In fact, all these are my favorite.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but we also have two things now for Safari. Um, we have single key web navigation. Yeah. Up until this point, we had to use, you know, via command H or with the shift key to jump forward and back by header or you used your quick nav, which is, you know, turning around by left and right and then using up and right or up and left to, you know, cycle to whatever element you wanted then up and down to navigate by that element. But now what you can do is you can just press H for header, you know, um, B for button, and that sort of stuff now. Very good. And, of course, you hold it with the shift key to move backwards. So that's a huge benefit. Um, No longer will we have people saying... Well, voiceover users, I've got to hold down so many keys just to navigate the internet. <laughs> no longer, right? Um, so that's actually very good. And there's also another interesting feature, which I'm assuming would be useful for some people. Um, what it is is it's called quick search, and what it is is you can it, when you turn it on, and it's under the. Um, it's either under navigation, or I've I've checked this for you later. But it's under quick nav navigation. Uh, but what it is is you assign it to. In my case, I've assigned it to my right command key. And then when you press another letter with it, when you're on the internet, it'll jump to any element on the screen starting with that letter. Hmm. Okay. So if so, if you had, you know, um, a shopping trip, a uh, shopping trip, or a series of podcasts or anything starting with the letter S and then you pressed the key combination with the letter S, it would actually jump to all the elements on the screen starting with that letter. Okay. So I'm not sure in what circumstance I'd actually use it, but um, it seems to be a a quick way of actually jumping to stuff on the screen. The other thing, the other cool feature in Safari too that you can do with VoiceOver, if you do Command F and type in a search... It brings up a little HTML page for yourself in voiceover that you can navigate to to find out what the hits of what you've searched for on that page. Oh, wow. And then next to the search, of course, you have a like a, a previous and next button. And when you press those previous next buttons, of course, it actually tells you automatically what the previous and next search was just sitting in the HTML area. So that's a, another really nifty fast way of being able to search a, a website. So that's also quite good, and they've also extended that search um, to the Voiceover Utility, because a lot of people say to me, "Where the hell do I find this command in the Voiceover Utility?" (laughs) Because now there's ten categories. Um, So if you press Command Key plus F for Find in Voiceover Utility, you can basically type in a command and or the name of a command. So let's say you think it might be, I don't know. let's say um, numbers or or speech or something else that you're trying to find. Press enter. And basically you just then press the denaro key through all the hits that it's picked up in voice Over utility and hit enter and that'll land on the item for you to use in the appropriate category in voiceave utility. So that's another quick way of actually finding stuff. So, so basically you do command F, type your search in, hit enter, then arrow through the hits it's found and press enter, it'll take you to that item and you can check it, uncheck it or if it's a menu button, you interact with it. Um, What I tend to use it for is that I often forget whether my mouse is actually tracking my voiceover cursor or not. So half the time what I do is do command F, type in the word mouse, enter, down arrow to find where my mouse settings is for the voiceover tracking, hit enter and I'm I'm straight on that spot in the voiceover category. Right. So that's also very good. So again, it's a way of making the whole interface a lot more efficient. But as I said at the beginning, when we started talking, you can still, for example, in voiceover utility, you can still use voiceover utility in the the old-fashioned way. So you can still bring it up, interact with the categories, go down to one you want, uninteract, and go through the options there. Um, You don't have to use Command-F if you don't want to in Safari. Um, you don't have to use the you know the, the shortcut key letters if you don't want to. You can still use Quick Nav or your Trackpad or anything else. So, as anything that Apple does, these are just multiple options for you to do things. So, they're basically saying, here are all the different options you've got. You choose which one you're more comfortable with, and off you go. So, you know, and even coming back to Lion, if you don't want to use Launchpad and Mission Control, then fine, don't use them. You still, you know, um, command tab around or you can still do VO one to bring up your applications list or VO 2 to bring up a list of windows in your current application and still do it that way but all these other tools I guess are just there to make your use of the Mac you know, much more efficient with voiceover
0: right excellent
3: so that's probably I guess in a nutshell I probably missed out a few um, minor functions of voiceover here and there but to me the ones that we've talked about today are probably the more outstanding ones and the ones that sort of jump out at you straight away. Um, you know, there's a few minor fixes here and there and a few other options. Um, how it interacts with mail and the calendar is different. Um, but, you know, again, the, I guess the overall system, I tend to look at the voiceover as an overall screen reader, so I, I don't, um, Safari is very important to me. But I, I really don't get too hung up on, you know, navigating mail or calendar or all that sort of stuff. I tend to use most of my work in um, Pages, TextEdit and Safari. So I guess they're, they're the ones that I tend to focus on the most.
0: Right. Do you know if there have been any changes to... I know one, one of the areas that people seem to, uh, you know, indicate that need work are like some word processing applications, um, iWork maybe or... Uh, do you know if there have been any major changes yet? I mean, it sounds like they've done a lot of work just, you know, with the new OS in general.
3: Yeah, look, it's there doesn't seem to be any extra functionality in voiceover in pages or numbers for that matter. Um, it does work a lot better in mail now in the calendar. I guess what I was a little bit disappointed in is that we still don't have table navigation in pages or text edit. Mm. And I've got a lot of people in Australia that, because they're studying, they actually have to do tables. Right, right. And they can't do it using voiceover in text editor pages still. So, unfortunately, you know, I've had to tell those folks that, you know, if they didn't want to even think about a Mac for study or were thinking that upgrading Snow Leopard to Lion is going to give them table access, and at the moment it's not. Um, and then, and the other thing, of course, and this is not Apple's fault, but of course, you know, Microsoft Office, as far as I know, is still not accessible with VoiceOver. So you can still get access to the menus, as you could always. You just can't read any of the content on the screen.
0: So
3: yeah, um, it's like, well, the application's here. What do you want to access it for? So, and that's I mean, that's, that's a Microsoft issue with accessibility. That's got nothing to do with with Apple. Um, And, of course, our our favorite one that I tend to always bring up, particularly in Australia, it seems to be extremely important to people over here, is PDF file access. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: So at the moment, structured information, so not just straight text, but structured information to PDF files so you can tell when there's a a header or a table and that sort of stuff. We still don't have that level of access. So for for PDF file access at the moment, I I tend to use the good old DocuScan from Seratech. Now, yeah. To do all my PDF conversion on the Mac now. I've 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 gone right away from any other tools and I use DocuScan now, particularly for PDF files and also for my scanning now. So, you know, that's that's a really great product and it works beautifully on online as well. Which is quite good. But yeah, look they seem to I guess they've made a lot of changes in, in I mean, definitely they made a lot of changes in line. My like control They made a lot of containers uh, in line. They made a lot of changes in VoiceOver, but to me, they haven't really focused on the, the major interface stuff. They haven't really focused on getting people better access to particular applications. So, hopefully, things will you know improve in, more in the future. But again. You know, this is Lion, if you like, version 1.0 of 10.6 point – sorry, 10.7. So things are hopefully will get better. And like Apple always says, every time I talk to the accessibility team at um, Apple, everything's always in progress. There, there's no such thing as we've stopped developing stuff. Everything's right. always in progress. So yeah. I tend to never lose hope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact that things may become better because they will. So, right. you know, the, the changes in voiceover now are great over, you know, Tiger – Leopard and Star Leopard, so hopefully we'll get better access to applications as we move forward.
0: Well, I mean, that's just it. It's it's always, I it, you know, I've said it a million times, it doesn't matter if there's a hundred new changes to a screen reader, if the one thing that you really wanted isn't there, you're disappointed. So
3: Correct. Yeah. 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 And the same with me, I, I sort of, the first thing I tried, I thought, oh, fantastic, new operating system, new screen reader, let me try a table. Yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, gosh, it sounds like there's a lot to be learned. I assume uh, that um, you're going to continue the podcast work on when, you know, and kind of feature Lion.
3: I, I am. At the moment, I've done a. My first one out of the gate was actually just a. Well, there was actually two versions of it. Um, I did a podcast on the different voices now available in Lion, at least the English voices. The first one I did was just a series of using the different voices. And doing tongue twisters for each voice. You know, things like Slowly the Sinking Steamer Sunk, um, just to make it a little bit more interesting when when you were listening to it. And unfortunately, the colourpillar I showed it to said, Those tongue twisters are really, really irritating. Can you just do something else that's a bit more, quote, normal, unquote?
0: Oh, so
3: you might not have heard of this poem, but it's a very famous poem in Australia called The Man from Snowy River. And what I did was I took each stanza out of that poem and actually got a voice to read a, a, a different stanza. And those people that were a bit cross about me doing the tongue twisters for the other one liked that one. So now I have two versions.
0: <laughs> Very
3: good. <laughs> um, so I can definitely make them available to um, to my menu. That's no problem at all. But I am going to be doing a series of podcasts. I'm actually to, my first, my next one's going to be a really a, what we talked about today in a way, but. Trying to go through it quickly so not wasting people's time too much about all the major changes for Lion. So will be the first podcast the second podcast I'll do. The next one will be the major changes in voiceover. And then after that, I'll do a series of podcasts really focusing on how to use the features I've talked about in Lion in more in-depth and the features in VoiceOver more in depth. So we'll end up with, you know, how to download voices as a podcast, how to really get the best out of using the activities um, in Lion, how to really get the best out of using Launchpad, how to get the best out of using Mission Control. So so first of all, it'll be an overview podcast online, overview podcast on VoiceOver, and then we'll be focusing on really heavily doing a series on those two topics more in depth.
0: Okay. And are, are you continuing the work on the iPhone, or have you pretty much wrapped those up?
3: Well... I I'm sort of in two minds about it at the moment most of the questions I tend to get about the iPhone now I've already covered in the, the podcast I've already done right, right. or or there seems to be quite a lot of sort of iPhoney podcasts already on the internet so I thought am I reinventing the wheel by you know doing more podcasts sure, um, sure. I am going to do a series of podcasts when iOS 5 comes out Oh, great. Um, great, Because I've seen quite a few really, really nifty changes in iOS 5 beta that I probably really can't talk about. But <laughs> there are some amazing features in there that, in, you know, he said earlier on that there's always one feature that you want. Well, they've included several features that I've always wanted, both in iOS 5 and in VoiceOver itself. So I'll be definitely doing a series of podcasts on iOS 5 when it comes out. Okay. Um, but... Like always, if people want me to do more podcasts or specific things in the iPhone, the iPod Touch, or the iPad, I'm I'm more than happy to do them. The problem is, when you get to a certain stage, I've done about 75, 80 podcasts already. Yeah. You start losing ideas for yourself. Oh, sure. Uh, You don't want to say, well, look, I'll just do this one because I think people will use it. So if anybody wants me to do any more podcasts, they can certainly reach me at, um, you know, david.woodbridge at visionaustralia.org. That's Woodbridge the way it sounds. So it's Woodbridge. Mm-hmm. or you can Twitter me and my, my Twitter is just D Woodbridge so it's at D for David and then Woodbridge so you can always Twitter me if you want me to do particular podcasts on the iPhone series or anything you really want to hear in the in the, the Mac series on, online um, but yeah I'm, I'm soon doing those I'm also doing another set of other podcasts too because um, we've got um, t- uh, Talking Digital Set Top Boxes now available in Australia Nice. And some uh, demos on that. I've already done one demo already, but that was a very generic demo. Um, I've got to do some more specific demos on using that talking digital set top box, like the one they have in the UK and so on. Um, So I'm still all doing them, but I've just, I think I've run out of ideas for the iPhone series. Sure. Um, But the Mac series is still ongoing. And I also want to do another series. on iTunes, which I keep putting off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of yeah. the one that you uh, you know you need to do but like kind hey, of dread.
3: Yeah, I sit down on my Mac and I plan it out and I write it down and I think, oh. it's one of those things, it's a lot different from just sitting there tinkering yourself and just navigating your way through all the different parts of iTunes. Right. It's another matter of actually recording it and going, well, are people really going to make sense of what the hell I'm doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you.
3: So yeah, so that, that that one's coming up in the future when I can get brave enough to sit down and do it. I know Jonathan Mosin did a really great one on the um, FS Cast on using JAWS with iTunes, which I found really great. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I took heart from that one because I thought, oh, <laughs> it doesn't sound hard. Actually, in the way he explained it, it was extremely good. So um, I've got some similar ideas to what he had, and I've also got some other ideas as well. So. Hopefully once I get lied out of the way and um some iOS five stuff, mm-hmm. I, I might run out of excuses and then really have to do <laughs> Absolutely the iTunes series. Which again I'll I'll definitely share with the folks on my menu if they wanna if they wanna to listen to it. Wonderful. So where can people
0: go to actually uh check out the podcast besides main menu? Go ahead and okay. give us your website.
3: Yep. So we're still we're still at www.visionaustralia.org forward slash AT podcasts, and that's podcast with an S. So it's A T P O D C A S T S, and you can download them from that site. So at the moment, uh, there's no line ones on there at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm probably not going to be doing them, um, they probably won't go up until about um, sort of Early August I guess mm-hmm. um, yeah. the main reason for that is because I want to do the whole series at once and I want to put the whole lot up on the website oh. Um, oh, yeah. so hopefully there'll be about probably about nine or ten that will go up I've already done like I said I've already done the voiceover ones for the speech already um, I've got another several sort of basically recorded I've just got to go through and, and re-edit them now but hopefully the first week in August people will have access to the whole you know nine or ten of them. Very good.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I think you've given us a lot of information, and I really appreciate you taking the time.
3: That's good. Okay. My pleasure. And I'll also talk to you again. May, 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 may,
0: the following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org.
1: The Man from Snowy River by A.B. Banjo Patterson there was
0: movement at the station, for the word had passed around that the colt from old regret had got away, and had joined the wild bush horses, he was worth a thousand pound, so all the cracks had gathered to the fray, all the tried and noted riders from the stations near and far
1: had mustered at the homestead overnight, for the bushmen love hard riding where the wild bush horses are, and the stock horse snuffs the battle with delight. There was Harrison, who made his pile when pardon won the cup, the old man with his hair as white as snow, but few could ride beside him when his blood was fairly up he would go wherever horse and man could go, and Clancy of the overflow came down to lend a hand, no better horseman ever held the reins, for never horse could throw him while the saddle girths would stand, he learnt to ride while roving on the plains. And one was there. A stripling on a small and weedy beast, he was something like a racehorse undersized, with a touch of time a pony three-parts thoroughbred at least and such as a by-mountain horseman prized, he was hard and tough and wary just the sort that won't say die there was courage in his quick impatient tread, and he bore the badge of gameness in his bright and fiery eye, and the proud and lofty carriage of his head. But still so slight and weedy, one would doubt his power to stay, and the old man said, That horse will never do for a long attiring gallop lad, you'd better stop away, those hills are far too rough for such as you, so he waged sad and wistful, only clancy stood his friend I think we ought to let him come, he said, I warrant he'll be with us when he's wanted at the end, for both his horse and he are mountain bred. He hails from snowy river, up by Kosciusko's side, where the hills are twice as steep and twice as rough where a horse's hoofs strike fire light from the flint stones every stride, the man that holds his own is good enough, and the snowy river riders on the mountains make their home, where the river runs those giant hills between, I have seen full many horsemen since I first commenced to roam, but nowhere yet such horsemen have I seen, so he went they find the horses by the big mimosa clump, they raced away towards the mountains brow, and the old man gave his orders, boys go at them from the jump, no use to try for fancy riding now, and, Clancy, you must wheel them, try and wheel them to the right, ride boldly, lad, and never fear the spills, for never yet was rider that could keep the mob in sight, if once they gain the shelter of those hills, so Clancy rode to wheel them, he was racing on the wing where the best and boldest riders take their place, and he raced his stock horse past them, and he made the ranges ring with the stock whip, as he met them face to face, then they halted for a moment, while he swung the dreaded lash, but they saw their well-loved mountain full in view, and they charged beneath the stock whip with a sharp and sudden dash, and off into the mountain scrub they flew, then fast the horsemen followed, where the gorges deep and black resounded to the thunder of their tread, and the stock whips woke the echoes, and they fiercely answered back from cliffs and crags that beetled overhead, and upward, ever upward, the wild horses held their way, where mountain ash and courage on grew wide, and the old man muttered fiercely, we may bid the mob good day, no man can hold them down the other side, when they reached the mountain summit, even Clancy took a pull, it well might make the boldest hold their breath, the wild hop scrub grew thickly, and the hidden ground was full of wombat holes and any slip was death, but the man from Snowy River let the pony have his head, and he swung his stock whip round and gave a cheer, and he raced him down the mountain like a torrent down its bed, while the others stood and watched in very fear, he sent the flint stones flying, but the pony kept his feet, he cleared the fallen timber in his stride, and the man from Snowy River never shifted in his seat, it was grand to see that mountain horseman ride, Through the stringy barks and saplings, on the rough and broken ground, down the hillside at a racing pace he went, and he never drew the bridle till he landed safe and sound, at the bottom of that terrible descent.
0: He was right among the horses as they climbed the further hill, and the watchers on the mountain standing mute saw him ply the stock whip fiercely. He was right among them still, as he raced across the clearing in pursuit. Then they lost him for a moment where two mountain gullies met in the ranges, but a final glimpse reveals on a dim and distant hillside the wild horses racing yet, with the man from Snowy River at their heels, and he ran them single-handed till their sides were white with foam, he followed like a bloodhound on their track, till they halted cowed and beaten, then he turned their heads for home, and alone and unassisted brought them back, but his hardy mountain pony he could scarcely raise a trot, he was blood from hip to shoulder from the spur, But his pluck was still undaunted, and his courage fiery hot, for never yet was mountain horse occur. And down by Kosciuszko, where the pine-clad ridges raise their torn and rugged battlements on high, where the air is clear as crystal, and the white stars fairly blaze at midnight in the cold and frosty sky, and where around the overflow the reed beds sweep and sway to the breezes, and the rolling plains are wide, the man from Snowy River is a household word today and the stockman tell the story of his ride. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.